Hello folks, welcome back. Sawabona, good day, hoidah, willkommen, bonjour. Chris here once again with Indaba Africa. And today I'd like to talk to you about something that just kind of set me off a little bit here. And that specifically is an article that appeared in South Africa's Mail and Guardian by Nick Turst, a journalist who covers security issues. This article appeared on the 1st of May and it's entitled Exclusive. The U.S. military plan, military's plans to cement its network of African bases. May 1st, 2020. Wow. The U.S. military is going to cement, cement its network of military bases. That's some pretty scary stuff. What's going on here? What's the U.S. military up to? What is the U.S. government doing in the midst of COVID-19, the Wuhan coronavirus? Is the U.S. making a play for Africa's sovereignty? Is it building bases? Is this neocolonialism? No, it's not any of that. And frankly, it's getting a bit old. This has been debunked repeatedly what's going on here. Nick Terse takes a collection of information publicly available through a Freedom of Information Act, uses that information and interviews with a few general officers of the African Command, takes their quotes, applies his own words to it, and then paints a very troubling picture about something that is not anywhere near what it is. So let's talk about this exclusive U.S. cements its network of African bases. These internal documents indicate that the U.S. Africa Command has plans, plans to spend $330 million for construction on military installations or military bases between 2021 and 2025. $330 million, that sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but that's over five fiscal years. That works out to $66 million per year. Now, he also sets the stage talking about the U.S. is doing this all over the continent, 27 different outposts in which over 6,000 U.S. troops on any given day are stationed. Factual information, wrong appellation, the wrong term used to describe what's going on here. Now, what's interesting is that within the article, Mr. Terse gets facts right. He clearly states things that are correct, but he also does so in a very misleading fashion to serve whatever purpose he's looking for here. So let's talk about this Djibouti. Djibouti is the location of Camp Lemonnier. Camp Lemonnier predates U.S. Africa Command. It was created in the aftermath of 9-11 as the Bush administration sought to attempt to interdict terrorist conduct, basing, and activities in the Horn of Africa. So the government Djibouti leased base to us near the airfield there in Djibouti. And that base has been there long before Africa Command existed. Kenya, Manda Bay, is a Kenyan Defense Forces, KDS Special Forces, base that has existed for decades. The U.S. has repeatedly used that base to train with Canadian or with with Kenyans over the decades, not Canadians, but Kenyans. This is not new. It's also not a U.S. base. It's a facility which has been a place where Kenya and the United States have cooperated together for decades. This is not news. This is not classified information. Niger. This comes down to the uh, air base or drone base, unmanned aerial vehicle, UAV, whatever term you'd like to use for those devices in Agadez. This is about a base that's built there. But that base belongs to the FAN, Force Armée Nigérienne, the Armed Forces of Niger, not to the U.S. government. We use it courtesy of the government of Niger, for whom we built that as one of our security cooperation partners in the region. Now, the one term that Mr. Terse does use that's correct, an appellation for much of what he describes in the content, these 27 outposts, as he calls them, is he does mention the term lily pads. That's a true statement. This collection of bases that he's talking about, these outposts, are not outposts or bases. The only base we have that is U.S., leased by the U.S., controlled by the U.S., and is for U.S. personnel, is Camp Lemonnier in Djibouti. 
which as I mentioned predates the formation of the US Africa Command, which didn't play take, take place until October of 2007, and it wasn't until 2008 that it became a fully operational combatant command. For the first year it was under European Command, which had managed the affairs in much of Africa along with Central Command and Pacific Command prior to the formation of US Africa Command. So lily pads is a much more accurate term. Amongst the things he's talking about, but he doesn't go into detail, are cooperative security locations. We have those in multiple places in Africa in which we have a building which we have permission from the host nation to use. Normally it's just a single building, it can be more than that, when necessary. So for instance, when troops from Rwanda and Burundi volunteered to go to the Central African Republic to do peacekeeping as that country fell apart in December of 2013, we had a cooperative security location at Entebbe that the Ugandans allowed us to use. And so we were able to use that building to facilitate the movement of C-12s, C-17s through the airport, bringing Rwandan and Burundian troops from their home locations to the intermediate staging location in Entebbe, where they continued on to the Central African Republic. So that's the purpose of facilities like that. It's not a base. There's no one permanently in that building. It's available to the host nation to take a look at and to use, and it's a place that we share responsibility for, hardly a base. We also have intermediate staging bases, which are not actually intermediate staging bases in the sense that they're bases, but simply in a cooperative agreement with a host nation that is a planning place, a stage. Has anyone ever been to Africa who writes about these things, I wonder? It's a massively large continent, it takes a long time to fly. From Europe to Johannesburg, it's 12 hours. When you're flying to accomplish military missions or provide relief and support and logistics, it takes a long time to get from place to place, particularly north to south, but even east to west across the girth of Africa can take a long time. Very difficult for aircraft to travel the entire distance without stopping refueling. And so we have these intermediate staging bases, permissions, so that the U.S. military can go into certain countries and use them with the permission of the country to do an operation elsewhere. That's the purpose of that. These aren't bases, and that's a misleading term. Yes, they're long-term agreements, absolutely. The deal is to work these things so they are long-term agreements. And this predates the U.S. Africa Command by decades. The European Command had these sorts of agreements in Zaire with Mobutu and has had these in other countries around the continent for decades. So this is very misleading, this impression of giving this U.S. Africa Command is taking over Africa. And that's what the intent of this article appears to be, is to inflame people about Africa Command and its activities in Africa and to give the impression that there's a lot more happening than there really is. Very misleading, very disingenuous. So, in any given day, 6,000 U.S. troops operate from 27 outposts. That's the statement that is in Mr. Terse's article. Factually true, but the context is invalid and incorrect. Let me put this in a proper context for you. On any given day across Africa, any day of the year, there can be as many as 6,000 U.S. personnel, military personnel, military and civilian, almost entirely military, but civilians as well, who are in Africa for one reason or another. Many of them are in Africa doing military to military exchanges, meeting with African counterparts, a small team of three to five, sometimes more in different countries. But the majority of these troops are based in Djibouti, over 4,000 of the 6,000. Now, he also points out that in Niger and Agadez, there's 800 U.S. troops. Technically, that's true, 800 U.S. troops. But those 800 U.S. troops are overwhelmingly, almost nearly all, U.S. Air Force personnel. And most of them are support personnel and logistics personnel and security personnel for security of the installation. 
Very few of them are operators, combat operators, pilots, or UAV pilots, things like that. Very few. The numbers are actually quite small. So you can say 800 troops, but that's misleading. It's, it's a true story, true statement, but it's very misleading. And that's for Juniper Shield, which he mentions in the article. Now, interesting thing I find about all this is that Mr. Terse describes Camp Lemonnier, which is located in Djibouti, as the crown jewel of AFRICOM's military bases in Africa. The crown jewel. I asked Mr. Terse, have you been there? Seriously? The crown jewel? I have been there repeatedly, multiple times, and I've slept there in a tin, well, a metal container. I'd hardly call that the crown jewel. It's an amalgamation of temporary buildings and structures put up amidst permanent structures. And over the years since 2003, the US government has built more and more permanent structures, but hardly the crown jewel, hardly the crown jewel. Man, now, now of the of the money that's spent, this $330 million, let me put this in further context for you, ladies and gentlemen. Over five years, five fiscal years, we're talking $330 million. Okay. That's $66 million per year. At the same time that the Department of Defense in 2020, and we can project this out, it's a similar amount of money, but in 2020, the Department of Defense will spend $705 billion. So over the course of those five fiscal years, we can expect to see defense spend $3.525 trillion. And for base repair, construction, and maintenance in Africa, we're talking about $330 million. Now, Mr. Tur says 27 outposts, 6,000 troops. Later, he corrects in the correct information he provides with 4,000 plus troops in Djibouti. So that leaves less than 2,000 troops scattered across the rest of the continent. And of that, 800 are in Niger. So that leaves 1,200 spread over 50 countries. Really? Okay. So not exactly the invasion that uh, is portrayed here. Additionally, the amount of money is, is a drop in the bucket when we look at what it costs to maintain and operate bases and facilities. So... $66 million per year over five years. Of the $330 million, $286 million, according to the documents in Mr. Terse's own article, will be spent at Camp Lemonnier. That means that only $44 million will be spent elsewhere over the course of five years, less than $10 million over five fiscal years. But it gets better. Of that $44 million, $34 million is slated for the Kenyan Defense Forces base at Manda Bay, a special forces operating base, among other things, which is a location where U.S. troops have trained special forces and others with the Kenyan Defense Forces for decades. It's a Kenyan base. It's not a U.S. base. And these, this money is intended to spend for security. Remember, the Manda Bay was one of the places that was attacked by al-Shabaab. So in order to protect our forces, the intent is to spend more money there to help the Kenyans upgrade the security and the facilities there so that when we have U.S. troops present, they will be safer. $34 million over the course of five fiscal years plus the 286 million, wow. So suddenly this $330 million for 27 outposts all over Africa is not nearly as frightening as the total we first saw. 286 and 44, or 34, just about 10, $15 million over the course of five years for the rest of Africa for construction. Yeah, so this is what happens when people take facts, they interview people and they present a narrative rather than reporting the story. Here's the story, folks. The U.S. Africa Command and Africa for the Department of Defense and the U.S. government is a backwater. It is not strategically important in the sense that most of the rest of the world is. Now, this comes from a person who spent a fair portion of his life dedicated to defense and security and to Africa, the U.S. military. 
And so I'm not coming at this from, uh, I dislike Africa, it's unimportant, it doesn't matter. Yes, Africa does matter. I think it's critically important, and particularly for the United States economically going forward, Africa will be a major important continent for the United States and the United States business. And if we don't, that'll be our mistake. But from a security standpoint, it is not the overriding concern, it's not the main strategic issue. It is a secondary or tertiary concern for most issues, including terrorism. People like to paint up the issue of terrorism and claim that's the reason Africam exists. It's not the reason Africam exists, it's but one of the reasons, and it's a minor one, why it was created. Anyway, my point here is that you can take information and paint a very distorting picture. Now, this, this narrative of this, all this money and abrogating African sovereignty, building military bases, military expansionism, neo-colonialism. Now, those aren't the words that Nick Terse uses as an article in his article. I'll be fair to him. That's not what he says. But that is what is implied in this article. And all of this information, most of it, except for the interviews that he conducted, has been available previously, and a number of conspiracy theorists and anti-American haters have published these things online and talked about this network of American bases. This is nonsense. Everywhere on the planet, this network exists. Otherwise, we would not be able to send ships, aircraft, and personnel and troops to South Asia for tsunami relief. We can only do this because we have capacity to forward project. We have the capacity to forward project our forces and our capacity and capability to help during natural disasters and combat and conflict because of cooperative agreements with countries around the world. We use facilities, we lease, we rent. We don't have bases in Africa. And he is stating that we do. We do not. A cooperative security location is not a base, not even in the most remote of senses. Intermediate staging base planning locations are not bases. The only base in Africa that belongs to the U.S. government and is staffed and managed and run and controlled by the U.S. government entirely is Camp Lemonnier in Djibouti. And it's not going away. And as I said, it predates U.S. Africa Command. These activities are not a consequence of U.S. Africa Command. They predate U.S. Africa Command. However, the terrorism and the counterterrorism fight that's taking place in a wide band from the Sahel, from Senegal, all the way across Africa to Somalia, is a more recent development that occurred before the creation of Africa Command, but has continued since then. So Africa Command has had more of a focus on it than European Command or Central Command had prior to that. But the fact that there was action, the evidence and proof is right there, and the fact that the existence of Camp Lemonnier, as I mentioned, predates U.S. Africa Command by half a decade. And so Central Command, which created that location and leased that base from Djibouti, had eyes on what was happening there. It's just very distressing, folks, and, 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 and frustrating to see these misleading and sensationalist things happen, distorting the argument here. Here's the bottom line. The United States government plans to spend $330 million on military installation construction in Africa from fiscal year 2021 to 2025, $330 million, out of a defense budget of $3.5 trillion during that time frame, roughly. The vast bulk of that money will be spent at Camp Lemonnier, $286 million of the $330 million. A further $34 million at Amanda Bay, which is a location the U.S. government has worked with Kenyan Defense Forces for decades. That leaves a paltry amount of money being spent elsewhere. And the attempt to paint this as something other than it is, is disturbing. The U.S. African Command does not impinge on the sovereignty of African states. It never has. I doubt that it would. It exists to help work with our friends, partners, and allies in Africa on cooperative security concerns and issues. And to enhance 
and support the United States' diplomatic mission across the continent, hence the reason why the military actors that are on the continent, with the exception of named operations, are all subordinate to the chief of mission in the country where they're at. That would be the ambassador normally in most countries. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a little frustrated today at this Mail and Guardian article, which recycles conspiracy theory nonsense that's been out there for, for the better part of the last 20 years now. Well, the last 15 years. As we hear people talk about the U.S. Africa Command and not understanding its mission and purpose, even when people talk to U.S. Africa Command, I find it incredibly frustrating. Nonetheless, so there you have it. So I hope this informs people. If you disagree or you agree, feel free to comment. If you want to add comments to this video, I'm happy to take them. Um, just don't be abusive. I ignore those, but I do read all comments and uh, I offer uh, a response to those that, that, that uh, require a response. Also, if you're not subscribed to my channel, I encourage you to subscribe to the channel by smashing that little button right down there. That'll subscribe you to my YouTube channel so you can be, uh, you'd be part of the crowd here. And also uh, push that little bell icon to the side there so you get notified of future streams and produced videos on the channel that you may find interesting. And I do ask if you've enjoyed the content, or even if you did enjoy the content, but you appreciated the, the argument, the discussion about this topic, please give me a like on the video. Likes are important, not for my ego. That's inflated enough already. I don't need help inflating my ego. But because likes are a key reason why YouTube will promote a video and more people become aware of it. So please share this video with your friends, with your foes, your family, people you like, people you dislike. The best solution to figuring out the world's problems is discourse. When we talk, we can sort things out. And this has been an opposing view to the Mail and Guardian's article, exclusive, the U.S. military's plans to cement its network of African bases by Nick Terse. That's been my counterpoint. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. Feel free to tune in. Enjoy Dob African in the future. Have a pleasant day.